Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. I've been fortunate, really fortunate, to meet so many good people over the journey. This is proof you don't necessarily have to be a big name to have a big story. This is Weekend Story. Some easy listening as I talk to some of the people I've met along my journey. They're from differing backgrounds and industries. The stories are theirs, uniquely theirs. They're inspirational, emotional, intriguing and different. Sometimes all rolled into one. You may not know their name, but by the end of this podcast, you won't forget their story. Welcome to Andy Raymond Unfiltered and Weekend Story. Good morning, this is John Curtis. Everybody knows me as JC sitting here with the wonderful Andy Raymond, and you're about to hear my story. Motivator, inspirer, mentor, sports tragic, mate. That's the promotional line, the official introduction. <laughs> the Johnny Kudis story. Uh, it's varied. It's different. The introduction to your story, how would you word it? Uh, well, plain and simply, mate, it's half a guy living his best life. Yeah. Doing what he can do every single day. Uh, no matter how bad you think you are, there's always someone worse off. Yep. And I, I, I look at you and think, geez, how lucky am I? You know, so. <laughs> you, you are. Straight so, off the bat, brother. Straight off. Straight off the bat. <laughs> First over, third ball. Yeah, gone. over Raymond. Gone. Mate, living, laughing, uh, living your best life. Yep. There is limitations. They are physical only. Life without legs. What's the backstory? Well, I come, well, I'm 52 years of age now, and I come from uh, a very loving family where my dad's Greek, my mum's a woman, <laughs> and back, back in the Are era. Are you going to keep this up the whole yeah, Every moment I can, yeah, mate. Yeah, God bless. Um, and I, I was born into a family that had one older brother. I got Now the family mate is made up of uh, three boys and one girl or I'd like to say they got three and a half kids. Um, and the, how my disability came about was, it was a bit of a mystery, but when I was younger, I used to tell everybody that 
mum and dad were doing the business and the footy came on and dad got distracted. So they, <laughs> they did half a job, they got half a son, you know. So, and But my, my two brothers, Andy, are actually mentally retarded. No, okay. they're not really. I just like standing about them because <laughs> they look like they are. Um, yeah, so it's oh, – growing up where I grew up, you know, in, in – well, back then it was country New South Wales, you yeah. know, out at Richmond uh, where now it's a suburb. Yeah. Uh, you know, there were lots of dairy farms and that around yep. and things like that. So I, I was very fortunate to have the home that I had because in that era that I grew up, Disabled kids, if they survived, a lot of the parents didn't want them and they would terminate them at birth or they would place them in institutions and never yep. ever see them again. Wow. Where my mum and dad, you know, broke the mould and took me home and gave me gave me the best life that they could, yep. thank God. Life as a kid in Western Sydney because kids can be mean. Oh, nasty. And I think as a society we're probably – more tolerant, more knowledgeable and more sympathetic to someone with a disability in 2021 than we were in the mid-70s. Yeah, but that's all about the education though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, look at the, uh, you know, social media can be a real bitch of a thing at times, but it also can do great things. Yep. You know, and if we just look at like what what Dylan Alcott has done in social media, you know, uh, over the last two years, you know, through him playing tennis and through his radio show and his podcast yep. and things like that. So, you know, it's all about educating again because when, when I was growing up, I was the only kid around that had a, you know, what they would class as a severe disability. So for me, it was, uh, it was I was on my own. So but the education of, you know, that's been out there. I remember actually when the Paralympics run in Sydney, um, in 2000. 2000, yeah. Bob Carr was the Premier of New South Wales at the time and he did an ingenious thing that people thought was an absolute rort. He gave 90% of the tickets away to school kids for the Paralympics and I thought that was a magnificent thing because it Teaching. opened their kids' eyes and it educated them. What a great way to look at you it. You know, and now that, that generation of kids, you know, that's 20 years ago, so those kids have now got on to have their own kids. You know, and it educated yep. them from a young age. They said, you know, you might be in a wheelchair or missing a limb or have a prosthetic, but holy shit, look at all the stuff you can still do. Absolutely. Now, um, for transparency, we're sitting in your favourite cafe. We are. So little there bit, is noise, there is coffee. A little bit of background noise. Bit of, my bacon and eggs are sizzling away. Um, you're the guy on the skateboard. If people haven't put one-on-one one together, you do have a wheelchair, you brush it. Yeah, well, I haven't had a wheelchair since... Uh, I would say year eight in high school, and the reason I got rid of it because I, I went the school I went to was catered for people in wheelchairs, but I mean it wasn't really, but it was said to. Yes, yeah. and they had a lot of ramps that were all out in the open. If it rained, you got absolutely drenched, mm. and there was uh, there, there were very steep ramps as well. You know, like going over Bulladilla Mountain on the old bloody uh, Pacific Highway. You yeah, know, it was yeah. pretty horrid. Um, and there were still stairs that I had to go up to navigate mm. to get to cl- some classes. And we'll touch on the stair thing a little bit later, but I had to leave my wheelchair at the bottom of the stairs and go up the stairs to get into class, and mm. the bullies would actually steal my wheelchair and smash it to pieces. Oh, See, so an, an industrial arts teacher, Mr. Gollan, made me my very first skateboard, uh, and it was uh, 
a lady's size six roller skate screwed to a bit of 12 by one and a half pine with some duct tape, uh, sorry, some sheepskin duct taped over the top of it. Wow. Good old duct tape, mate, fixes everything. Absolutely, you know? yeah. But I could carry that up the stairs. I could take it to class and yep. everything else. So I was right by my side. So the wheelchair got less and less use from, from that moment on. Yeah. When and how? Did you move into the public speaking, the the motivation, the mental health space? Because I've heard you, I don't know how many times over the years, and I can honestly say I still sit there open mouth in awe. I cry, I laugh hysterically in the space of a couple of minutes, but you, you've got a natural storytelling gift. How did that all come about? Well... I think the one thing that I harnessed very early on, Andy, is that people are going to be looking at me. People are going to stare. Yeah. Can't control that, right? And Are and, you cool with that? Well, I have to be. Yeah. I can't change it. I, you yep. know. Um, and it doesn't matter where I go, whether I go to the beach, I go to the movies, I go shopping. Yep. Even when I go shopping, look, let me tell you this little story. And this happens to me a fair bit. I was in uh, – the, the first time it happened – I was in my local shopping centre and in there was a little boy. He would have been about the age of six, right? Yep. And him and his mum. And I was on my skateboard and I'm pushing the trolley around on my skateboard, right? Would have, would have looked hilarious, yep. by the way. Just that alone would have looked funny. Anyway, this little boy saw me through the shelves and he came running around and he's looking at me and he's looking, and all of a sudden he starts yelling out to his mum, Mum! Monkey, you know, <laughs> Jesus, and like he's just a kid, you know, he's just yeah. a little kid. Being honest, and kids are honest, you yeah. know. His poor mother, you know, his poor mother came running around. She was the one that had the heart attack, ghost yeah. white, you know. Yeah. She's, she's got as white as I was gonna say Terry's top, but she's wearing bloody lavender, you know. She's <laughs> she's, she's got as white as ice, and and the look on her face, mm. and she's got the kid by the ear. Shut up, you little bastard, shut yeah. up, shut up. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. And at the end of one of the aisles, we bumped into each other, and this little boy looked at me, and he dead smack in the eye. What happened to you? And I looked at him, and his poor mother's so embarrassed, you know. She's put her head down. You can hear her going, oh, shit. And I looked at him, and I started thinking to myself, there's so many ways this could go. Yeah. And I said, when I was a little boy, I didn't eat all my vegetables at the dinner table. I said, my legs got really, really sick and the doctor had to take them away. Now, his mother has got to be so embarrassed and got big thumbs up, yeah. grin on her face, you know, having a chuckle behind his back. 
And I got my trolley up to the checkout a few minutes later, and three or four checkouts up, here's this little boy standing inside his mother's trolley. She's paid for the groceries. He's eating frozen broccoli because he doesn't want his legs to fall off. There you go. You know, so, mate, I'm telling you, there are many ways that you can influence kids. Yep. You know, and, and that, like, I took that woman from being so embarrassed to an understanding. And yeah. I think the understanding for me was that you should never, ever, ever stop your children from asking questions. You know, Children I, ask because they're innocent and immature yeah. and, and honest. Yeah. They don't ask out of spite and, and, and nastiness. No, of course, and I don't think they're immature. They just don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when do we get to that age, Andy, where we become adults and we stop asking questions? Yep. We just assume that we know it all. You know, and we should never ever stop asking Don't questions. We? we we just we stop. Yeah. You know, we should never stop asking questions. Mm. You're not, to me, I think knowledge is absolute king, and the more knowledge we have, the better it is. I'm lucky my wife knows everything, John. Mate, she's Google, <laughs> Mrs. Google. Correct. Welcome to the world, Terry Google. <laughs> <laughs> I better shut up. She'll push me off the table. <laughs> Mate, what's um, in terms of your speaking? You, you do talk to a lot of schools, and, yeah. and I can't emphasize how uh, that enough. How many schools? What are some of the more amazing or rewarding reactions or feedback you've had? I want to share a, a letter with you that I got from a young girl by the name of Nikki. Yep, and she was in a school that I spoke to in Western Sydney a couple of years ago, and and it's the first time I've been to this school. And she wrote me this letter, 17 pages long, right? Good on you, Nikki. And she just bled her heart to me. And she told me how she had a really good mate and she fell in love with him, but he was gay, right? And one afternoon, they were, every afternoon they would go and meet under the tree in this park and they'd spend a little bit of time together and, um, you know, talk about life in general. And they had a really good friendship, mateship, yep. you know. But the relationship was, was off the country. She absolutely loved him. And one afternoon she went down to the tree and he was there hanging in a tree and he killed himself. And that wow. absolutely devastated her. Mm. And I just can't imagine. And she told me how that put her on a downhill slide and how bad things were for her and everything else. And she'd actually contemplated in... in, in killing herself as well and was going to do it that afternoon and it was the fact that I spoke in that school that day is what saved her life. Jeez. You know, and that that's the reason why I do what I do, Andy. Yeah. You know, you're not going to go into a school that has 1,500 kids and help every single one of them. Yeah. But if you can help one of them, you know, if you can save one soul, yeah. then for me, that's, that's, that's it. JC, I guess back to basics for a moment, what is your message when you speak to school school age or even corporately? Is it the same message that you, you're pushing? Yeah, it is, but it's um, it's told in a different way. Yep. Obviously, the way that you talk to school kids, you know, I mean, unless they're year, year 10, 11 and 12, because I treat them like adults, you know. Okay. I mean, I don't swear on stage. I don't say fuck this and fuck that, yeah. but I do say the word shit, yep. you know, and, I, and I'm not – especially at the older guys, but I'm not directing it at them. I'm telling them how shit my life was, you yeah. know. So, yep. um, but for me, with the younger kids, the the primary school kids, I, I like to base that on treating people how you want to be treated, goal setting, you know, and overcoming challenges. 
Uh, seven, eight, nine, grade seven, eight, nine is a lot more about themselves and how how they affect other people by what they do and their mannerisms. And I talk about school bullying. Yep. And then when we get to year 10, 11 and 12, I talk about a lot of goal setting because they're about to change their life. Yes. You know, and, and about having resilience. Mm. And one of the new um, presentations I've just written actually was all about resilience and if you remember early on, I said to you about stairs, mm. right? And what my mum and dad did when I was six weeks old, when they got to take me home, they took me to the family home and there was eight stairs to get up. And I was six weeks old and they had no idea what they were doing for me when they carried me up those eight stairs into the family home because those eight stairs is what gave me the resilience in life. If I wanted to go out, I had to learn to conquer those stairs. If wow. I wanted to do anything yep. in life, I had to learn to conquer those stairs. And one of the greatest things that I've done climbing stairs was going to the Great Wall of China. Mm. And, mate, have you, have you ever been there? No, I haven't. Tess, have you ever been there? No. Mate, let me tell you, there's a fucking shitload of stairs. I bet. And, and you did it? And I did it. Jeez. My wife and I and our boy who was only nine years old, and he's got a few challenges himself, yeah. you know, and, and we got halfway, two and a half hours we got halfway. And I was absolutely knackered. Uh, the skateboard wouldn't go any further because the ground was just horrid. And he was in his wheelchair. And I could see the Great Wall. And, and Leanne knew that I was, I was rat shit, yeah. you know. She said, look, if you just want to go back, because I start thinking to myself, it's got to be two and a half hours back to the car, you know. So, wow. And I looked at, and looked at our son, Clayton. And Clayton has three challenges, right? If you ask him what his disabilities are, He'd tell you that his dad got no legs and his mother's a blonde, right? So he's a chip off the old block, let me tell you, right? But he's got cerebral palsy on his left-hand side. He's hydrocephalus and he's got hydrocephalus, which is fluid on the brain, and okay. he's autistic. So he's like the trifecta, yeah. right? But, I mean, now he lives in his own independently, in his own home. Him and his dog, Roger, called his dog Roger. What a dickhead, right? He wanted to call it Justin. Where does that come from? And I said, you call your dog Justin, I'm going to punch you in the throat. <laughs> he turned around and said, ha, ha, Dad, you can't even reach my throat. <laughs> I said, listen here, boy. I said, you got to lie down to go to sleep sometime, <laughs> then you're dead. Karate you chop. Yeah, that's it. So he, he works for the cops in communications. He wow. drives, he flies aeroplanes. You know, seriously? Seriously, mate. Good on him. He's, he's, you know why he does all that? He's got a great mum. That's yep. why he does all that, mate. So... Oh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, the Great Wall. We talk, yeah. Yeah, so, and I, and I looked at him, you know, when I got, we got halfway, and he was having a, a an autistic moment, you know, flapping and clapping yep. things all to himself. And, of course, all the, you know, the Chinese people are looking at him thinking, well, you know, probably what a weird kid, what's he doing? Yeah. And, and I looked at him and thought, you know what? We may never, ever get another chance to do this. Mm. Fucking let's go. Yep. You know, and we trudged on and we got up we... We had maybe three or four photos in about ten minutes and then yeah. made our way back. But it was unreal. It was unreal to do. One of the best things ever. And you know what? I got all the way up there. I couldn't even see over the freaking Great Wall. I couldn't see nothing <laughs> except bricks. For God's sakes, put some holes down low, you buggers, will you? Don't you think of the short people in life? Help out. Help yeah. a mate. Yeah, help a mate. Mate, uh, speaking of your corporates, where have you been to speak? Who have you spoken with over the years? Oh, mate, I've been so fortunate to share the stage with some 
wonderful, wonderful humans, you know, like Tony Blair and Bill Clinton and, um, you know, Trump. Although I will say I wasn't on the same – we shared the stage, but I wasn't on the stage at the same time. Yep. We shared a green room and stuff like that. And, um, you How know, was he? I, mate, to tell you the truth, I didn't say too much to him. It's Donald Trump, you know. Yeah. And it was long before his presidency. Okay. So, um, but he's still Donald Trump. He's still Donald Trump, yeah. the man that doesn't zip up his own fly. He's got someone to do it for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, the big one was Nelson Mandela. Wow. You know, and I, I had the pleasure of meeting Nelson a number of times. and uh, That's next level, isn't it? Mate, that, that's, top, that's top level, mate. Yep. You can't get, you know, maybe Mother Teresa and Princess Di. Yeah. You know, but that that's it. That's top stuff, that. Hello, legends. I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of our team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go. From scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more, the opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week and we cater for businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want and when you want. If you're interested in joining our team, go to the website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Uh, he, he, what, what, a, what a guy. You know the first time I met him, Andy? You know what he did? He came and sat on the floor with me. Did he really? Nelson Mandela sat on the floor with me, you know, and I, I said, and he said, I just want to be down on your level. Do you know how many people do that? Less than 1% of people will come up and sit on the floor with me, you know? Are people expecting you to adjust for them? Not not nastily, but just... Well, I just don't think they take that into... Not even a consideration. They just yep. don't even think about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, it's it's really... A, it was a wonderful, wonderful thing that he did, you know? And I've been so humbled by that experience of, of you know, having Nelson in my life. You know, I, I, you just can't imagine it, mate. What a great guy. And, of course, he was an avid sports fan. Yeah. You know, loved his sport. Jeez. He thought the, the Springbok were the world champions. Although the, the Wallabies were the world champions at the time, he just thought the Springbok were the best, you know. so He wasn't going to give you that one. Absolutely no. not. Um, anyone left a, a real imprint on you? <laughs> Apart from Nelson, who... Obviously, he'd leave an imprint on anyone that he met. Yeah. Um, I would have to say the people I meet in the street. More so than the celebs. More so than the yeah. celebs. I love because that. What people Because th- what people don't understand is that celebs are the people in the street too. Yeah. You know, we're all just the same. Yeah. Um, and I, I love just talking to people in Woolies or Coles or just – People crossing the road, yep. you know, and, and to hear their stories. I went through a stage there, though, where people would say, yeah, g'day, JC, how you going? i say, yeah, good, thanks. And I wouldn't ask them back how they're going because yeah. all I was hearing was shit. Yeah. You know, and it would become very, very draining. So, but you know, you, you people want that communication. They want that interaction, especially yep. in the over the past 18 months, two years. 100%, mate. You know, it's been horrid. 
You're regarded as the leading disabled, and I hate using that word myself, speaker in the world. Pretty cool tag. Is that special to you? Oh, mate, I, I don't do it for the accolades like anything. No, I, I, I agree, but that's you know what recognition that is from oh, my seat yeah. anyway. Yeah, it, look, it's it's wonderful to be recognised for your work like anything, you know. Um, but I, I just I just love what I do, mm. you know, and that's what it comes down to, you know. And there's a lot of uh, – and, again, thanks to edu- education and – you know, and I guess I've been a bit of a trailblazer in the sense that more, 100%. more, you know, people with disabilities, uh, uh, I, uh, what I had to say, coming out of the woodwork because people have become a lot more accepting of them. Mm. You know, and society has become yep. a lot more adapt to them. You know, mm. like I've got a, I know a young bloke who's huge on social media, um, the young black fella in the states. His name's Dion. He's got no legs as well. Yeah. And, mate, you should see him as fit as a Mally ball. He does all this magnificent stuff. And every time I look at his post, and, like, he's 30 years younger than me. Yeah. You know, and I was doing exactly that one, you know, 30 years ago. But we didn't have the social media back but, then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your, so, re- your reach was limited, wasn't uh, it? Oh, very yeah. limited, mate. Very, very limited. Uh, but then you got, you know, like Louise Savage and Kurt Fernley and, yep. of course, Dylan now too, you know. so I remember hearing the story about the Southport tennis courts and you beat Dylan Alcott in straight sets back yeah. in 2014, is that right, on a Tuesday night? A Tuesday night, but when I jumped in that, I got a bit tangled up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is the perfect lead-in because there is another side to corporate JC. You're a funny, cheeky, naughty little <laughs> bastard as well, and I may be speaking out of school. You're but not you're, out of school, brother. But you make jokes that I still don't know how to respond to about your height, your speed... Is that a coping mechanism, perhaps, taking the piss out of yourself, or is that just your personality? Well, you know what's nice, what you just said, is that, look, we've been mates for a long time, Andy, yeah. right? And the disappointing thing is that I'm just meeting your beautiful wife, Terry, today, and we've yep. been talking on the phone for years and years and years. But we've been mates for a very long time. Yeah. And for you to sit there and say that you still don't know how to take me, mate, that's marvellous, isn't yeah, it? Really? it is. What a cockhead, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, look... One thing that I learned going through school, because school was a pretty tough arena. You know, school was a very, very tough arena for a guy with a, a severe disability that had legs that were completely yep. useless. You know, it's not like that I could get up and run away from bullies or anything like that. Yeah. So, and I went through my fair share of shit at school. You know, I got locked in cupboards, I got bound and gagged and beat up and a whole variety of things, but I've never seen myself as a victim, never, ever. If wow. I did, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing yeah. today, right? And, again, that comes back to my parenting, to the way that we were raised as kids. So what I what I found during that time was my humour. Because let me tell you, kids and adults and whoever's listening to my mate's wonderful podcast, is that 99% of bullies are dumb as dog shit. Yeah, they Agreed. don't have it all upstairs. Yep. You know, there's no ice cream in their cone. There's, the elevator doesn't go to the top. There's no laces in their shoes. Yeah. They're a six-pack short of a bloody, you know, a barbecue. You know, so when I found that my humour was deflating things, of course, I started to use it a whole lot more. Yep. And this is Australia, and we're very known for, well, I think we should be more known for self-deprecating. Yep. You know, I love self-deprecating humour. 
And, mate, I take the piss out of myself all the time. Mm. I mean, when I'm standing naked in front of a mirror, do you know how funny that looks? <laughs> like, seriously. I mean, how many other guys do you know? How many other guys do you know that can stand up and his dick drags on the ground? You know, so. But do you know what I mean? Like, last year, let, let me tell you this. Last year in the AFL season, the Western Bulldogs, I think it was the Western Bulldogs, I can't remember, but Dylan Alcott follows, I think it's the Western Bulldogs, right? Yep. And they they had a shocker. They got beat by 120 <laughs> points, right? And Dylan put a post up, gee, they played that good, even I can get a kick for him, right? Which is yeah. hilarious, yeah. right? He got absolutely hammered on social media. They absolutely hammered him, these absolute moron wankers, Gave him what for? Really? Well, absolutely. And of course, I was straight on the bandwagon supporting my mate, as, right? you, do. as you do, right? Backing him 100%. And anyway, Triple M up, he got a hold of it, right? Yep. So Spider rang up and said, you, you need, We need to get you on. I said, Mate, whatever you want. So anyway, and of course, they interviewed me and, and I spoke about self deprecating, how important it is in life. Yeah. Because if you can't laugh at yourself, what right you got laughing at other people? Bingo. You don't have that right to laugh at other people. Yep. But, me and as I said, I laugh at myself all the time, mate. So How's, how's the health, mate, with, with the background of their concerns or ongoing issues? Yeah, I well, it's just part of the generic system, mate, in life, yep. really. Uh, my biggest concern is my respiratory system. Yep. Um, especially with, you know, COVID hanging around. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm double vax, which I have to be. Yeah. You know, you know, Clayton's a frontline worker. So he's double vaxxed. Leanne's double vaxxed. They reckon you're that tough that COVID had two John Cooter shots. Yeah, they. <laughs> that's a, that's an old Chuck Norris thing you there. Got isn't it. It? We just changed the name. But look, I look whether you believe in COVID or not for humanity, you got to get the injection, mate. One hundred percent. You know, if you want to move forward, get your finger out of your ass and yep. go and get the injection. It's yeah. that simple for yourself and for the community Absolutely. that you live in. You know, save your freaking family, mate. You yeah. know, it might not affect your family, but it may affect other families that yep. you don't even know about. So, I was straight in there, and and I, I will. I mean, pneumonia knocks me around terribly. Right, I yeah. end up in hospital with pneumonia, you know, if I get it. Yep. So COVID would have killed me instantly, yep. you know, very, very badly. So I um, I was on tour when it first hit Australia, and I was in Melbourne when it first hit. Okay. You know, and so Leanne was here and, and, and that, and I was on tour. And three, four days before I was meant to come home, I started to feel sick. Oh. And I went, oh, Jesus, this isn't good. And, like, I had some big crowds. I was doing, like, uh, young leaders, those 6,000 kids and all the teachers and, you know, individual schools and all that as well. Wow. And, and I'm staying in, in the hotel down in Melbourne. I think I'm getting worse and worse. I thought, oh, Jesus Christ. So I rang my doctor. Yep. And I said, mate, I'm not feeling the best. What do you want to do? And my last two gigs were cancelled because of COVID, right? Yep. But I couldn't get a flight home because they were all booked. So I had to wait till the Saturday. And I thought, because, you know, well, no one's saying you can't travel, you can't do this, you can't do that. You know, it's just, fuck. So I rang Leanne. I said, look, I'm, and as the day goes on, I'm getting sicker and sicker. I thought, I, I literally thought, I was fucking hell, what, what the hell's going on, you know? So I rang Leanne. I said, look, I, I'm coming home Saturday. I said, but I'm suggesting that you not be there because if I'm sick, you know, we have a little rule that, if one's sick, the other one's got to go to our sons in case he needs something. Yep. You know, so she 
she took off to his place. I got home on Saturday. Man, I was crook as a dog. <laughs> and I opened, and we live in a high-rise here on the Gold Coast, and I opened the door and the waft of Glen 20 hit me right in the face. Is that I right? think she unloaded about 35 cans of Glen 20 in the apartment, right? Wow. If I lit a match, it would have blown the whole building up, right? It would have been humongous. So, and then we ended up spending four months apart from the day I went on tour to when she could come home. Now, I went and got a COVID test on the Monday. Back then, they were pretty invasive COVID tests. Yep. You know, scratching your brain through your nose and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Um, and results came back. I think it took four or five days. Uh, no COVID, but I had to get a secondary test. Yeah. So the doctor booked me and I went and got a secondary test. Yep. Then it took about three days. No COVID, but I had really bad pneumonia. So, and and the doctor said, you can't go to hospital because there's COVID patients in the yeah. hospital. I went, fuck. So Leanne stayed at Clayton's. So you're stuck at home with pneumonia and you can't go to hospital because there's a genuine fear that well, you'll get catch COVID. COVID. That's oh. exactly right. So I I spent, you know, three months alone in my apartment, sick as a dog, right, and my, my beautiful neighbours in the building, you know, not every night but every few nights I'd hear the old on my door. And by the time I dragged my sorry ass off the lounge onto yeah. my skateboard, got over to the door, I'd open up the door, there'd be a big bowl of chicken noodle soup or there'd be a baked dinner. Or, oh. or my favourite one was a massive bowl of potato jam smothered in gravy. Yeah, I you love know, it. Thanks, Jude. I love you so much. <laughs> you know, and it was just the only people that come to see me, because I couldn't see anybody, Yeah, right? The only people that come to see me was the pharmacist dropping off my drugs yep. and the doctor. That was it. Wow. That was it. Thank God for technology, mate. Yeah, exactly right. Johnny, I reckon we could sit here and talk for hours. Anyone listening, they can get in touch with you at? At johncooters.com or all on social media. Yep, Instagram, And very Facebook. accessible too. Always Absolutely. a pleasure to chat, mate. It's always a pleasure catching up. Uh, and an overdue schnitty, but it's <laughs> 8.30 in the morning. So. so we're having breakfast, but you're down here for a couple of more days, yeah. and I've got a schnitty place, brother, so... Bring it on. Thanks for dropping in, Legend. Thanks, Andy. Thank you very much, mate. It's been a pleasure. There you have it, another Andy Raymond Unfiltered podcast. We're the podcast that doesn't talk about the legends of the game. We're the one that talks with them for you. Over the off-season, we've got two weekly podcasts. Tuesdays, a Q&A day. Your questions, their answers. You legends are in complete control of the interview. Look out. Then the weekend story comes out. You guessed it, on the weekend. We're moving away from footy for this one and chatting with friends I've met along the journey, all with amazing, confrontational or emotional yarns. It proves you don't necessarily have to be a big name to have a big story. Before you go, we'd love for you to hit that five-star rating for us on the app you're listening on, On The Way Out. Write a review too, we'd love that. It helps us grow the brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon, legends.